Welcome back to the Men's Divorce and Cordell Cordell podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and managing partner of Cordell and Cordell. We continue to bring you information for guys in family law before, during, and after divorce with helpful tips, ideas, talking points, some strategies that you can take to your attorney or if you need an attorney. Obviously, we've always talked about that. We're available for consultation either via Zoom like this, telephone, uh, FaceTime, in person where appropriate considering health and safety. You can find us on the web at cordellcordell.com or you can call us 866-DADS-LAW. We have offices around the country, including the UK, and today is no different. We're joined uh, by one of our attorneys in Ohio. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, Scott. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining. You know, before we get started, we're going to talk about a really cool topic, which is social media, near and dear to my heart. And but uh, make sure this is not legal advice. Again, you know, I always talk about this. Uh, your facts, your circumstances, in your case will dictate perhaps a different direction. Uh, it's not attorney-client relationship either. This can't be a substitute. Uh, that's why you know the best hour you'll ever ever spend is with an attorney who practices exclusively in family law. So find one. You can call us again, 866-DANS-LAW, CordellCordell.com. For more information about us, you can even find us on social media since we're going to be talking about that. We're on Facebook and Instagram, and then we have our YouTube page. So you can check all of that out. So Kelly, let's talk about social media. Um, it's a big one for guys, for even for women in divorce. There's all kinds of things that you should be wary of, the do's, the don'ts. So I know you and I talked a little bit off camera about it. And um, let's just start at the top and talk about one, which is really important, and that is change your password, right? Right. So a lot of people going through divorce share their passwords or their significant other often comes to me that uh, my client says, hey, you know, I have these accounts, but I think she might be in them as well. Well, first thing, it's very easy, change your password. Uh, that will protect yourself. Uh, at the end of the day, if you want to go and tell the court that someone hacked, you know, my account, it's, it's going to be a hard argument. So why don't we just nip that in the bud? Change your password. Yeah. I was just uh, in a CLE with some of the local judges, and they were talking about that very thing about the the common defense is well that's not me someone hacked it and they don't believe it you know so uh, i think their their tendency is to think that's just an easy excuse so i think absolutely change your passwords one of the things i talk to clients about immediately not only on email on anything financial accounts change all of your passwords and don't use something that they're it's easily guessed uh it was funny my wife had my phone uh, the other day and uh, she easily guessed my, you know, numeric passcode. And because it's something I always use. And I, I was laughing, thinking, well, you, can, you know I'm not getting divorced because I made it so easy. So the next thing in social media, uh, privacy settings. That's something that a lot of people overlook. So talk a little bit about that. So privacy settings, uh, all of your social media websites have a way that you can modify who sees it. Um, especially on Facebook, there's a setting where you can have posts open to the public for everyone to see, um, just certain friends only, you know, certain people you specify, or there's even option for only you. Um, as an attorney, I can tell you there's a lot of times where I will go and look on the opposing party's website or Facebook site, and they will post things out there for the public to see. I don't even have to be friends with them to find their posts. Um, and that should not apply to you. You know, you can easily change that. It's an easy fix. So just go ahead and take care of that. Yeah. You know, it, it's, Completely, and I think that's just generally speaking good advice. Now, as we go down, as we think about it, uh, I was just in a recent podcast talking about, you know, they, there should be an app that prevents you from texting while drunk, 
emailing <laughs> while drunk. We know that's you know, there's a, a movie about that. It's really funny. But the same goes for family law. You know, imagine before you post, before you do anything, if the judge, the guardian, the other attorney, who's going to see that post, right? That's a kind of a thing that you should be thinking about before you hit post, right? Absolutely. So that brings us to our third one is just imagine everything you post, the judge, the guardian is going to see this. You know, uh, these posts are out there forever. You know, you don't know who is screenshotting these posts. So make sure that whatever you're posting, you're okay with anyone seeing it. Uh, and especially someone who's making a very important decision in your life. Um, you don't want it to be used against you. So make sure that these posts are appropriate and don't involve your case. It is amazing what people will choose to post. Um, I, I am just amazed day by day what people actually put out there. And, you know, Twitter doesn't have the same type of content filter that Facebook would have. So, I mean, you'll find anything on, on Twitter. So, you know, stop posting those photos that are completely inappropriate because uh, you know someone's going to find them. Uh, I've always said good lawyers find bad people. So that's, that's a huge one. And the other thing I, you know, I've said in the seminars that I've done, 10 Stupidest Mistakes, which we've also talked about social media, is your friends, your family, you know, them posting or tagging you on Insta or whatever it may be. Should you have a conversation with them about uh, tagging you or posting on your behalf? Absolutely. Um, you know, when people write a post and they tag you in it, that will make it to your wall. Um, you want to make sure that they're posting things uh, that won't hurt your case. Um, I can give you an example. I had a case when I was representing actually mom at the time. This was before I joined Cordell. Um, and dad was adamant that I do not drink. You know, um, I don't do anything of that sort. So what did I do? I found his uh, fiance's website, you know, his Facebook, and she was tagging him in all these posts where they were going out drinking, um, having parties. And, you know, that was something that would be, could be used against him, you know, and against his character of he was lying and his lifestyle. So you want to make sure that not only are you portraying the image that you want on your social media, but your friends and family and close relatives are not doing anything to harm your um, image as well. So, you know, it's the one thing I tell my clients, uh, if they've ever heard of, I mean, it's the most common, everyone's most, everyone's heard this case, the Miranda case, right? And, and then they associate that with criminal cases. But I say, look, I am effectively Mirandizing you now. And, and the same goes for your social media posts. And that is anything you post can and will be used against you in a court of law. <laughs> so keep that in mind. You've been effectively Mirandized, right? And so I guess the question then becomes, I always tell my clients, and it's, uh, hey, I want to know, does your spouse uh, or you know, their boyfriend, whatever, girlfriend, have a social media? And if so, go look at it. Kind of go troll it, right? Right. And there's other privacy settings you should take advantage of there. Um, you can have it so that you have to review anything you're tagged on so it doesn't post to your Facebook. Uh, I know I have that for my account, and I would suggest that uh, anyone do that with theirs as well. I think that's big. The, the one thing I noticed is that, you know, the, the mentality that whatever you post is a forever post, right? And, and it's, it could be. And I think there are ways to look at cached posts, something that's out there that, that may not be present on your Facebook page. Um, should they be wary of that? Yes, absolutely. You know, even if you think that it comes down, you don't know who's screenshotting that post, who sees it and remembers it in the future. But 
you know, it's the internet. Um, I think that we take for granted that things you put out there are out there forever. Yeah. Snapchat. Yeah. You know? That's and, another one. You know, I know you get notified when there's a screenshot, but as soon as that happens, you see a screenshot taken, you're thinking, oh no, should I have done that? Right. <laughs> right. That's kind of that, that moment when before you hit send, I mean, there's, there's read an article today, Cardi B just snapped something that she shouldn't have snapped yes. and it went viral. And she's like, I can't believe I hit send. She meant it to send to some, someone else, a very private photo. And it's now all over the internet, right? And so, I mean, that's huge. And you think about it, it is a forever photo when people take a snap and you know, they screenshot it or whatever it may be. For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell & Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. What about friend requests? Uh, be wary of that. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I know that after you're going through going through divorce, a lot of people like to reconnect, um, socialize, and you know that's big and important. You want to have that connection, but be very wary of random friend requests. You know, um, I've had clients come to me and say, "Oh, I just started dating someone I met online," and it's usually ends very badly. Um, Sometimes it was, you know, the opposing party or her friends trying to mess with them, you know. Um, now is a good time to rekindle your current relationships, maybe not build some new ones. You don't want to get drug into um, this rabbit hole that might be um, started by your wife or her friends. So uh, just be wary of new friend requests. Yeah, no, not only that, but, you know, even these social media apps will – use, uh, for example, it says, you know, can I use Facebook? And they may post something on your page, you know, you know, new user to Bumble or new user to Tinder. <laughs> you know, that's something you don't want posted on your account right now. I mean, I, am, I, I tell my clients, look, to the extent that you can and that you should, you really need to just not be on social media. Uh, just get off of it and stay off of it during the duration. That's huge. What about, you know, I've had bad experiences with clients posting about the other party and about the judge on their social media account. Isn't that a no-no? Yes, definitely a no-no. And I would, that kind of goes with our um, first, one of our do's earlier on, is that do assume that the judge and the GAL is going to read everything. You know, courts do not like it when people outside of the case are brought into your case. And what's what's more of an example of that than posting it on social media and bring, inviting the whole world into your case, you know, um, letting everyone know what's going on. And you also want to think about that that post is out there. What if your kids see that five to 10 years down the road from now? Um, yeah. It's an ugly situation and it will come back to bite you. So just don't do it. You know, not only that, I've had clients post photos of their vacation during the divorce or post photos of their new purchases. Look at my bright new Rolex and here's what I bought with my girlfriend. And uh, photos, don't post, don't do anything. If you're trying to portray that you can't uh, afford child support and maintenance, that's a bad situation, right? Yeah, so you want to be very careful about the photos you post. Um, you know, if you're post posting a picture of this new boat you just bought and you're going through a divorce and you don't want her to have the boat, you know, it's it, that you might have just gave them evidence of something that you have or you might 
show that you have a more luxurious lifestyle that maybe she wants and you're helping kind of feed into her argument. Don't, don't give them any evidence of that. So um, in line with that, you know, you want to be careful of your pictures and maybe you even post of your kids, you know, um, you might post a picture of you guys riding on a four wheeler of a scenic route, you know, in the cliff in the background and someone might look at that and say, Oh, I think that child's about to drive off. So just be very careful about what you're posting. Um, things can be misrued, things can be used against you. Um, I would just say, don't post it, you know, um, keep it to, keep it to yourself. In the in the four wheeler on the cliff and in the cup holder as a Budweiser, you know, <laughs> imagine the story I could tell about drinking and driving and putting the child at risk and no helmet. You know, it goes right. on and on and on. And yeah, it's not worth the fight that you're going to have in court for oh. that photo you posted. You know, totally. uh, you're going to be paying thousands of dollars just to say to argue against it or argue. Oh well, I just I just thought it was a good good post. And, you know, it's not going to be worth the money that you're, you're paying to argue against it. So just don't do it. Right. And guys right now are listening to all the things you've gone through and they're thinking, oh, my gosh, and I'm going to go delete all of those posts. Talk <laughs> about deleting stuff. What, you know, do's or don't. Okay. So I would be very wary of deleting, especially talk to your attorney on this. Um, deleting posts can be deleting evidence. You know, if you're in a divorce or custody case, maybe there's a restraining order out there saying you can't delete those kinds of things. Be very careful. You might be in violation and destroying evidence. Um, that is a big no-no. So I would definitely talk to your attorney. Um, There's some other things you can do, perhaps, like changing the privacy setting on who can see photos. You know, we talked about earlier, you can change some things on Facebook so only you can see it. It's not deleting it, but it's still framing your Facebook page in the way that you would like. So. Um, I would not suggest deleting, but, you know, talk to your attorney about how you might be able to make your social media presence look more acceptable. Right. One other thing I know that um, we haven't talked about that is a fan favorite for me is don't change your status on social media to single and looking until you're actually divorced, <laughs> right? But leaves the next topic, which is dating websites. We mentioned a little bit of that. Uh, should they be joining these applications and websites in, you know, during the divorce? I would advise against it. You know, I hear quite a bit people go out and join these dating websites and come to find that her friends are also on these dating websites and reporting back to her. Um, this is one of those cost-benefit analysis where it's probably going to come up and make you very uncomfortable in your divorce or custody case, and it's not going to be worth it for you. Um, you don't want your uh, dating life you know, on, on trial here, so I would just say it's a don't. Yeah. I agree, and I and I know what's kind of common lately is creating a second or a third profile under a different name. I'm going to find you, and, and and you know inevitably it is, and that's where they're posting yeah. these inappropriate things that I'm dating. Uh, gosh, I I have to say, and I and as you're kind of alluding to, social media can wait. Your date, your life, and love life can wait. I know that you're anxious, but when you've got everything at stake everything you've earned and worked for, your retirement, your pension, your home, your kids, all of it, you're risking by simply a moment, that kind of uh, irrational moment in you know posting. So I think that's important. And as we kind of get to the last topic that we have for today, we talk about it is don't repost 
memes or jokes, there is a danger, right? That maybe you don't really truly understand it. Maybe you haven't read it all. Maybe you don't know what the wording is and there could be some ramifications, right? Right. So I've, I've had some clients, they would uh, repost things. Maybe it's about dads paying child support or alimony. And uh, they think, hey, because someone else posted it and I'm just simply sharing it, you know, it's not coming from me. Um, well, that argument's not going to fly when it's in the face of a judge, you know, um, saying I thought it was funny and decided to repost it. It's, it's not going to be a good argument at the end of the day. It's going to hurt your credibility. Um, it's just it's not going to be beneficial to you in this case. So ultimately, don't repost something or, you know, a meme that you thought might have been funny or that could have some kind of hidden meaning because chances are they will find it and they will catch that hidden meaning and it will not be helpful to your case. Yeah, nowadays more than ever, you know, every single topic out there has the potential for blowing up in your face, uh, you know, whether it's racist or insensitive or you post on behalf of what people may feel is an extremist group or an organization and you don't know the meaning and you don't know what they support. There's just so much out there, not only for your divorce, but maybe in life. I, I'm growing weary of social media to begin with. It's like, it's just not worth it anymore, you know? And so I think yeah. that's a, a huge, really, as we end, what a great way to end it, and that is be very wary of reposting things. It does sound funny in the moment. Just have that private funny moment and laugh and then delete, you know, before you <laughs> right. post it. So Kelly, thanks for the easy, you know, topics and 12 points that we can get through about social media. There's so much more. We could probably spend another hour talking about it Absolutely. and really giving people advice, but thanks for joining and uh, giving guys some simple to follow uh, ideas. So appreciate oh, it. Thank you for having me. And I would just say that if uh, these these rules are a little bit hard to follow. The best thing to do, just take a break from social media. 100%, right? It all else fails. It's like when you, you know, the question is, should I post? That typically means go with your gut, don't post it. Right. So, <laughs> so thanks for joining. I appreciate it. And keep tuning in. We're going to do this twice every week. And we'll present issues just like this where we break it down like Kelly did to a very simple, straightforward take away 12 points where guys can implement their life and make a change and a difference. So find us on the web at cordellcordell.com. Don't forget to register for the November town hall as we come up. You can find out more information at cordellcordell.com or on Facebook, our Cordell page. Until next time, have a great week.